All right, it's episode 97. Welcome back to Coffee with Craner. I'm Lyndon Crane, your host. And today for the 97th episode, I have Amber Hunter on the line. Now, this isn't the first Hunter I've had on the show. This is the third. I had two Daves and now an Amber on the show. So I'm very excited to talk about uh, transition to betterness and Amber's role as executive director um, and how she's grown this organization in the past 25 years. We'll talk about the gala that's coming up. That's an event you do not want to miss. And I'm so excited to have to have you here today. Amber, thanks for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, three hunters. That's pretty funny. And all those hunters actually are involved with T2B. Uh, the first one, our uh, spokesperson, Dave Hunter, who happens to be my husband as well. And also the other Dave Hunter, he actually runs a great event for us, Ride to Survive. And they've done amazing things over the last few years. Dave squared. Dave squared. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, fun fact, so Dave, the interview with uh, your Dave um, was actually my most viewed episode on YouTube organically. So um, Yay, that's awesome. You bring lots of luck to this, and <laughs> it's the hunters that are, that are making this show popular. I love it. <laughs> my, my first question, where in Windsor, Essex is your favorite place for coffee? It's in the name, I have to ask. Where is it? Of course. Well, you know what? When I'm in Walkerville, I always pop into Anchor Coffee. Uh, but my day-to-day, -day, right around the corner from me, it's my Americano from Starbucks and a little, uh, a little puppuccino for my furry friend that's always traveling with me. Puppuccino? <laughs> what kind of dog do you have? He's a little mini golden doodle with a awesome. lot of personality, and he knows, and he charms them, so they give him a puppuccino all the time when we drive up. <laughs> <laughs> And the best part, they're free with whatever you're purchasing. Exactly. <laughs> I think I spend enough there. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, just jumping into transition to betterness, we got past uh, my favorite question of the show. Um, but how did this all start? This is, the, my understanding, the 25th year? We are 25 years old. Wow. Uh, it started by two beautiful women who are really, really good friends of mine, Doris Lapico and Tanya Sorge. And um, their loved ones were in the hospital and they saw a need that they needed to fill. So what started was refurbishing two oncology rooms uh, at Windsor Regional Hospital and, you know, pretty floors, TV, a sleeper sofa, a fridge in the room, just making it more homey. So to bring a little bit more of that warm and loving experience into a very sterile setting. Mm -hmm. um, and from that, actually grew our mission of comfort into so, so much more. So uh, yeah, it started with a need in the community that these two beautiful ladies, who I'm so proud to call my friends, started 25 years ago. And it, from my understanding, it was extremely grassroots. Like, were they just raising funds, just the two of them? Yes, it was the two of them. They called all their friends and, you know, we were all like, sign me up. What do you need? Um, and, and from there, it was the first gala 25 years ago. And that's kind of how we uh, measure our age. So this uh, upcoming gala will be our gala 25. And this gala, it's, it's one of your signature events. I, I see it every year. It is. It's uh, amazing. We call it kind of the Oscar party, the Vanity Fair party. Everybody comes dressed to impress. Uh, but most importantly, the number one thing that night uh, that we do is we honor local loved ones who've passed. So we, you know, honor their legacy. We cherish their men memory. We have some great photos, a video, a great uh, musical montage. Um, 
to honor them. And then it's uh, we go into party mode. So lots of entertainment, uh, a great dinner, a live auction, silent auction, all kinds of things that happen that night. So it's definitely a night that everyone comes dressed to their nines, nines brings their A game. And uh, it's really a magical night. And it's amazing over the last several years, all kinds of things happen organically that night. So it really leaves us, you know, the month after talking about, did that just happen? Wow, what a great event that was. And uh, we seem to, knock wood, top it every year. So we're hoping for a great one this year. What's, what's the goal this year, if you could share? Um, our goal is really just to celebrate our 25 years. Um, yeah. Celebrate our 25 years, make some really good money, uh, obviously, with the pandemic, we've been on hold with the gala for a few years. So we would love for everyone to come out, see what they're supporting, see what T2B is all about, and have a great time doing it. And I, I don't remember the exact number. Was it in like, like almost ha or above half a million last year in funds raised from the gala? Absolutely. And wow. we had million-dollar year once as well with a really great donation. So, uh, which reminds me. Over the 20, last 25 years, and this is a number from last year, we've supported about 15 million into the community. Uh, so we've done a lot of things over our 25 years that we're really proud of. That's that's incredible. And, and being the executive director, there's so much behind the scenes work that that takes place. Can you tell us a little bit about that? And and perhaps you know it could be insightful to some other people that are starting up a, a non-for-profit and they're looking to raise money. Uh, what's what's the method to how busy it is? Oh, well, we are really busy. <laughs> it's definitely a labor of love for all of us. Um, being the director, I get to be a part of everything. I get to be a part of, you know, hospital planning. I get to be a part of their administration uh, conversations on how we bring programs to their hospitals. Uh, just to back up for a second, a lot of our programs run within all three major hospitals in, in Windsor and Essex. So we have a lot of relationships there. I get to see um, our programs come to fruition. I mean, and a lot of our programs come from a direct need in our community. I get to work with the most amazing donors who become our friends and kind of walk with us and help us do everything to achieve our goals. And we have the greatest group of volunteers, probably over I would say on an annual basis, over 200 volunteers that help us manage our programs. So as the director, I get to uh, see all of it and uh, see all the wonderful work we do. But most importantly is uh, really grab hold of a great idea and make it come to fruition. And is, is that what you love most about this organization and working for it? Or, or are there some more things that, that uh, really fuel your passion for T2B? Uh, I think what fuels my passion is the patient experience, is offering them comfort. We always say, you know, well, we offer a little bit of sunshine on dark days. So whether it's, uh, you know, our comfort cart that goes around and offers uh, some great fruit cups or, uh, you know, Nucelli's from frozen yogurt is always a big one. Uh, whether it's a comfort blanket to make them happy, whether it's a Dr. Michelle Prince comfort care tote that we put into someone's hands as they're starting their chemotherapy treatment. Those are the things I think that gives me the um, kind of the energy to keep going with this. And were you always interested in, in working for a nonprofit? No, I was in the media world for a very long time. Uh, you know, I was with uh, Chum Radio, M800, 89X, The River, 
back in the day in sales and marketing and uh, kind of a backstory when Tanya and Doris started with T2B, they basically called upon all their friends and said, hey, you're good at marketing, you're good at you know this and you're good at this. So everybody kind of come on board. So I said, yeah, I'll help with the marketing. So I was always developing promo pieces, thinking of ideas. So I always was part of T2B from day one, but actually it's just been in seven, about seven years ago where I took on uh, the executive director role and uh, kind of had a change in a career path. And like I said, it's a labor of love. It's a lot of work, uh, but I wouldn't want it any other way. No, it seems like an amazing role. Are there anything from your previous time working for, was it Bell Media at the time? It was Chum Radio, Bell Media. Anything that really relates to what you're doing now that you've been able to pull from, from that past job? I think it's all of it. You know, I think we've structured ourselves into working like a business. Uh, I think it's the the marketing and then, you know, the sales is the, that donor development part of it. The marketing is a big aspect of it. Um, we're, we're pretty significant on uh, kind of treating ourselves as almost an in-house marketing team as well. So everything that you see coming uh, out on our socials and our website is all done by us in-house. So, yeah, I've, uh, that experience definitely lent a lot into this role. Yeah, no, it's it's great that you went from, you know, I guess two complete different industries and you were so open to it. Yes, absolutely. And it's, I was a big part of it. So that helped in a great deal. So it was always, uh, you know, on the on the board role, I was actually the board chair for quite a while. And then when I was able to make that change to do this full time, I definitely seized the opportunity. And now reflecting back on you know, seven years being in this role, also being, you know, with T2B from the start, uh, if you could pick a few things that you're most proud of over the years, and I imagine you might be sharing this at the at the gala and highlighting that, but what would you say you're most, most proud of over the years? Oh, seeing our growth. Our growth is amazing. We went from, like I said, 25 years ago uh, to two oncology rooms. We've grown into 20 plus programs, a full palliative wing, um, you know, an oncology unit where we've refurbished 25 rooms. We keep growing and growing. We have a um, healing garden, our Dr. Lisa Ventrella healing garden. Most recently, uh, the last few years, we had a good friend of our organization, Dr. Michelle Prince, who uh, before she passed, did a legacy project with her comfort toes. So I'm just proud that, uh, you know, in 25 years, there's no, chance of slowing down we keep ramping up and keep giving life to all these projects we have a great greenhouse project on the grounds of hdgh that's going to come to fruition in the, this upcoming year so just i guess looking back over the 25 years is where we've come and how far we've grown and i'm super excited to see where we're going to go from here and just on on the, those accomplishments there's just two questions i want to ask for the first one being uh, the oncology rooms, would you be able to put in perspective uh, what what they're used for? And then also, what is the cost to, to create a room like that? You know what? Well, the costs have changed over the years. <laughs> so when we started, um, you know, I, I think there was to refurbish, it was about forty-five to $50,000. We've had some. We're wow. entering into another partnership with Erie Shores 
where those costs are a little bit more, but we're going to refurbish in our 25 years. It's bringing our mission of comfort full circle, and we're also going to do a refurbishment project with them. Um, so our our rooms at um, the Amara building on Prince Road, it's the Stephanie and Barry Zuckelman unit, and we have uh fully refurbished it's a full refurbished unit so there's a family lounge um, there's a family kitchen and 20 completely refurbished palliative rooms there that wow. are used and are absolutely beautiful you know they look more of a, like a hotel room setting as opposed to an end-of-life hospital room mm -hmm. and do you, where do you draw the inspiration to, to build out those rooms and, and refurbish it to to really match um, what those patients, you know, might, might be needing during, during a terrible time. So really it's bridging that gap between hospital and home, what mm -hmm. they expect, uh, to have the luxuries and those little care, uh, that they would have being in their own room at home is how we try to make sure they feel when they're in their room in a palliative room. And in my second question, you mentioned the green, is it a greenhouse project? That's coming to fruition this year. Tell us more about that. It sounds extremely exciting. It's great. We're going to, uh, Mochi Farms is going to partner with us to drop a great greenhouse. We're going to have uh, locally grown produce, herbs, uh, vine ripe and tomatoes, and it's going to be a supplement to the hospital. Uh, the meals, as well as being used in our family kitchen, uh, in our palliative unit, as well as we're going to do a full-on community kitchen adjacent to that and uh, we're a whole bunch of partners have fundraised for us uh, along with uh, our major partner on that side of it which is the Stephanie Barry Zuckelman Foundation and we're just really excited now that COVID's over and uh, you know we have our ducks in a row where we're, we're going to break ground on that hopefully this year. And I know people don't like talking about the pandemic but I imagine this had a, a huge toll on on T2B and the efforts you're trying to do during the pandemic? Oh, wow. Yeah, we were um, like everyone, you know, we uh, were halted in our tracks. Uh, the one thing I will say, though, is that uh, because of the relationships we have, is that a lot of our donors didn't want their programs to go by the wayside. So we still did do a lot of things that we continue to do, but we also expanded on some programs that there were needs for. Uh, we did an iPad program where all three hospitals, we did a connecting for comfort. We probably supplied almost a hundred iPads between all three hospitals so that the patients who are in isolation can be connected to their loved one, uh, use the iPads as form of uh, entertainment. But also the other thing we found was they needed it for translation services. They could actually have medical appointments with their family member as well as their medical team there. So we actually expanded certain projects uh, during COVID. So, I mean, we didn't really slow down too, too much. <laughs> oh, definitely not. That's no, that's awesome. That those iPads were, were given. It's, it's something I, I can't imagine be, you know, being in a hospital during the pandemic or long-term care. Like it just was. No intense for sure now i want to transition to 28th of january if you don't mind <laughs> no uh were, were you going to say something sorry no i said good word you said i'm in a transition <laughs> <laughs> and that was not intentional um but to talk a little bit about the black tie event 
on the 28th. We, we highlighted a little bit of it earlier. Um, I'm super excited. I'll be there and uh, I got to get a new suit or tie or something <laughs> like that. Um, but that's exciting. It's the 25th oh, gala. Is it 25th one? It's our 25th. Uh, so the first year you had you had the gala. Yes, that's how they raised funds for those two rooms. To the two rooms, yeah, yeah. yeah. What uh, for those that are haven't bought their tickets yet, they're considering. Um, why why should why should people go? Oh my goodness, it's a great time. It's uh, it's a great time for a great cause. And as I mentioned earlier, we also honor beautiful memories of our loved ones who've passed. So, I mean, we start off with a great tribute that night, but really it's the it's one of the biggest parties in the city for the year. So there's lots of great people. Everybody is in great spirits and everybody is uh, very generous and all kinds of things happen. There's, uh, we never know what to expect. It's very organically a great party after mm -hmm. that. So uh, we have great live auctions, silent auctions. There's little, there's something for everyone. We've got oh, some of our favorite thing is the late night, uh, the right late night food that Caesars puts out for us. It's always great. That's when nobody eats until the end, and then it's uh, you know. So it's it's always a good time. Yes, I know. I always see photos after the event. I'm like, I have to go to this. Everyone looks like well, one everyone looks like movie stars. Like it, it seems like just like a cool red carpet type of very much uh, <laughs> event, and it, it all goes to a, a great cause. Um, and it's just at, at the website, I believe it's, is it t2b.ca? t2b.ca, or you can always call our office at 519-944-5143. Awesome. Pretty easy to and get them. When's the last day to purchase tickets? I know some people like to take their time and wait until the last day. <laughs> well, you know what? We encourage, I mean, we never know what, at what point we sell out, but we encourage them to get their tickets right away. But, you know, I mean... For us ladies, we need to get dresses and a hair appointment and, you know, makeup and all that. So we probably want to get them in right away. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, if you're watching right now, seriously, don't miss the, this event. It's, you know, I'd say probably one of the most premier events in, in Windsor-Essex um, of the year. Um, it's, you know, I guess more exciting than Christmas, would you say? Ooh, must be Christmas <laughs> is a big deal in our house, but yeah, we're right there. <laughs> we're so, right there. Yes, don't don't miss it. Amber, I really appreciate you making the time and all the valuable work that yourself and, and the team at T2B are doing in the community. Um, it's, it's really having an impact. And I look forward to being there and I hope those watching can be there too. Um, just thanks for joining and thanks for watching. And thank you. We're looking forward to hosting you. Awesome. Thanks, Amber. And everyone, if you are late to this episode, hop on to coffeewithcraner.com or check out all social media platforms to rewatch and, and please just give it a share. Thanks. Thanks, Amber. Take care. You too.